Question 102 of Summa Theologica Secunda Secundae. Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues. The Virtue of Justice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Summa Theologica Secunda Secundae. Treatise on the Cardinal Virtues. The Virtue of Justice by St. Thomas Aquinas, translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 102. Of observance, considered in itself and of its parts, in three articles. We must now consider observance and its parts, the considerations of which will manifest the contrary vices. Under the head of observance there are three points of inquiry. First, whether observance is a special virtue distinct from other virtues. Second, what does observance offer? Third, of its comparison with piety. First article, whether observance is a special virtue distinct from other virtues. Objection 1. It seems that observance is not a special virtue distinct from other virtues, for virtues are distinguished by their objects. But the object of observance is not distinct from the object of piety, for Tully says in his rhetoric too that it is by observance that we pay worship and honor to those who excel in some kind of dignity. But worship and honor are paid also by piety to our parents, who excel in dignity, Therefore, observance is not a distinct virtue from piety. Objection to further. Just as honor and worship are due to those that are in a position of dignity, so also are they due to those who excel in science and virtue. But there is no special virtue whereby we pay honor and worship to those who excel in science and virtue. Therefore, observance whereby we pay worship and honor to those who excel in dignity, is not a special virtue distinct from other virtues. Objection 3 further. We have many duties towards those who are in a position of dignity, the fulfillment of which is required by law according to Romans 13.7. Render to all men their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, etc., now the fulfillment of the requirements of the law belongs to legal justice or even to special justice. Therefore, observance is not by itself a special virtue distinct from other virtues. On the contrary, Tully, in his Rhetoric too, reckons observance along with the other parts of justice, which are special virtues. I answer that, as explained above in question 101, articles 1 and 3, as well as in question 80. According to the various excellences of those persons to whom something is due, there must needs be a corresponding distinction of virtues in a descending order. Now just as a carnal father partakes of the character of principle in a particular way, which character is found in God in a universal way, so too a person who, in some way, exercises providence in one respect, 
partakes of the character of father in a particular way, since a father is the principle of generation, of education, of learning, and of whatever pertains to the perfection of human life. While a person who is in a position of dignity is as a principle of government with regard to certain things, for instance, the governor of a state in civil matters, the commander of an army in matters of warfare, a professor in matters of learning, and so forth. Hence it is that all such persons are designated as fathers on account of their being charged with like cares. Thus the servants of Naaman said to him in 4 Kings 5.13, Father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, etc. Therefore, just as in a manner beneath religion, whereby worship is given to God, we find piety, whereby we worship our parents. So under piety we find observance, whereby worship and honor are paid to persons in positions of dignity. Reply to Objection 1. As stated above in Question 101, Article 3, Second Reply, religion goes by the name of piety by way of supereminence, although piety, properly so called, is distinct from religion. And in the same way, piety can be called observance by way of excellence, although observance, properly speaking, is distinct from piety. Reply to Objection 2. By the very fact of being in a position of dignity, a man not only excels as regard his position, but also has a certain power of governing subjects, wherefore it is fitting that he should be considered as a principle inasmuch as he is the governor of others. On the other hand, the fact that a man has perfection of science and virtue does not give him the character of a principle in relation to others, but merely a certain excellence in himself. Wherefore a special virtue is appointed for the payment of worship and honor to persons in positions of dignity. Yet, forasmuch as science, virtue, and all like things render a man fit for positions of dignity, the respect which is paid to anyone on account of any excellence whatever belongs to the same virtue. Reply to Objection 3. It belongs to special justice, properly speaking, to pay the equivalent to those to whom we owe anything. Now this cannot be done to the virtuous, and to those who make good use of their position and dignity, as neither can it be done to God nor to our parents. Consequently, these matters belong to an annexed virtue, and not to special justice, which is a principal virtue. Legal justice extends to the acts of all the virtues, as stated above, in Question 58, Article 6. Second article. Whether it belongs to observance to pay worship and honor to those who are in positions of dignity. Objection 1. It seems that it does not belong to observance to pay worship and honor to persons in positions of dignity. For according to Augustine and On the City of God 10, we are said to worship those persons whom we hold in honor, so that worship and honor would seem to be the same. 
Therefore, it is unfitting to define observance as paying worship and honor to persons and positions of dignity. Objection to further. It belongs to justice that we pay what we owe. Wherefore, this belongs to observance also, since it is a part of justice. Now we do not owe worship and honor to all persons in positions of dignity, but only to those who are placed over us. Therefore, observance is unfittingly defined as giving worship and honor to all. Objection 3 further. Not only do we owe honor to persons of dignity who are placed over us, we owe them also fear and a certain payment of remuneration, according to Romans 13.7. Render to all men their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Moreover, we owe them reverence and subjection, according to Hebrews 13.17, Obey your prelates and be subject to them. Therefore, observance is not fittingly defined as paying worship and honor. On the contrary, Tully says in Rhetoric 2 that it is by observance that we pay worship and honor to those who excel in some kind of dignity. I answer that it belongs to persons in positions of dignity to govern subjects. Now to govern is to move certain ones to their due end. Thus a sailor governs his ship by steering it to port. But every mover has a certain excellence and power over that which is moved. Wherefore, a position in a position of dignity is an object of twofold consideration. First, insofar as he obtains excellence of position, together with a certain power over subjects. Secondly, as regards the exercise of his government. In respect of his excellence, there is due to him honor, which is the recognition of some kind of excellence. And in respect of the exercise of his government, there is due to him worship, consisting in rendering him service, by obeying his commands, and by repaying him, according to one's faculty for the benefits we received from him. Reply to Objection 1. Worship includes not only honor, but also whatever other suitable actions are connected with the relations between man and man. Reply to Objection 2. As stated above in Question 80, debt is twofold. One is legal debt, to pay which man is compelled by law, and thus a man owes honor and worship to those in positions of dignity who are placed over him. The other is moral debt, which is due by reason of a certain honesty. It is in this way that we owe worship and honor to persons in positions of dignity, even though we be not their subjects. Reply to Objection 3. Honor is due to the excellence of persons in positions of dignity, on account of their higher rank, while fear is due to them on account of their power to use compulsion. And to the exercise of their government, there is due both obedience, whereby subjects are moved at the command of their superiors, and tributes, which are a repayment of their labor. Third article, 
Whether observance is a greater virtue than piety? Objection 1. It seems that observance is a greater virtue than piety. For the prince to whom worship is paid by observance is compared to a father who is worshipped by piety, as a universal to a particular governor. Because the household which a father governs is part of the state which is governed by the prince. Now a universal power is greater, and inferiors are more subject thereto. Therefore, observance is a greater virtue than piety. Objection to further. Persons in positions of dignity take care of the common good. Now our kindred pertain to the private good, which we ought to set aside for the common good. Wherefore, it is praiseworthy to expose oneself to the danger of death for the sake of the common good. Therefore, observance, whereby worship is paid to persons in positions of dignity, is a greater virtue than piety, which pays worship to one's kindred. Objection 3 further. Honor and reverence are due to the virtuous in first place after God. Now honor and reverence are paid to the virtuous by the virtue of observance, as stated above in Article 1, Third Reply. Therefore, observance takes the first place after religion. On the contrary, the precepts of the law prescribe acts of virtue. Now immediately after the precepts of religion, which belong to the first table, follows the precept of honoring our parents, which refers to piety. Therefore piety follows immediately after religion in the order of excellence. I answer that something may be paid to persons in positions of dignity in two ways. First, in relation to the common good, as when one serves them in the administration of the affairs of the state. This no longer belongs to observance, but to piety, which pays worship not only to one's father, but also to one's fatherland. Secondly, that which is paid to persons in positions of dignity refers specially to their personal usefulness or renown, and this belongs properly to observance, as distinct from piety. Therefore, in comparing observance with piety, we must needs take into consideration the different relations in which other persons stand to ourselves, which relations both virtues regard. Now it is evident that the persons of our parents and of our kindred are more substantially akin to us than persons in positions of dignity, since birth and education, which originate in the father, belong more to one's substance than external government, the principle of which is seated in those who are in positions of dignity. For this reason, piety takes precedence of observance, inasmuch as it pays worship to persons more akin to us, and to whom we are more strictly bound. Reply to Objection 1 the prince is compared to the father as a universal to a particular power as regards external government, but not as regards the father being a principle of generation. For in this way the father should be compared with the divine power from which all things derive their being. Reply to Objection 2 Insofar as persons in positions of dignity are related to the common good, 
their worship does not pertain to observance, but to piety, as stated above. Reply to Objection 3. The rendering of honor or worship should be proportionate to the person to whom it is paid, not only as considered in himself, but also as compared to those who pay them. Wherefore, though virtuous persons, considered in themselves, are more worthy of honor than the persons of one's parents, yet children are under a greater obligation on account of the benefits they have received from their parents and their natural kinship with them to pay worship and honor to their parents than to virtuous persons who are not of their kindred. End of question 102 Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C.